The Unpracticed Disorganized Acting Company presents Wonder Woman, Formicida, by Katherine Powers. A mentally concentrating woman sits alone in a car with a view of a multi-story building. In the building, a watchman and his canine companion are rechecking the hallway. Are you satisfied now? We've been in this corridor three times. We ain't seen nothing. Now you do what you want to do. I'm going back to listen to the radio and have me some supper. Inside the walls of that corridor, carpenter ants are already working furiously. As the woman in the car increases the intensity of her concentration, the ants work even harder. Disturbed by the noise his human partner can't hear, the dog paws at the walls and starts barking. What incarnation has gotten into you? The ants have caused so much internal damage that the building starts violently shaking, and still they keep eating away at the wood in the structure. Come on, Targa, let's get out of this building. As the mysterious woman watches, the entire structure collapses, and clouds of dust and debris billow out from the block. She smiles an evil, satisfied smile. The next day, this mysterious destruction is being discussed within the Interagency Defense Command. You've heard about the building that collapsed last night. These slides show what's left of the other two buildings. The city is still trying to figure out what caused them to collapse. All the night watchman could tell us was that just before it happened, he heard noises. Noises? Like what? Well, he said they sounded like a million tiny saws or teeth. I don't know. He wasn't much help. Have we found any common denominators? Possibly one. Ownership of all the buildings has been traced back to a parent company, GDH Enterprises. Gideon D. Harcourt. They invented the phrase industrial giant just to describe him, I hear. You think it's sabotage? We really don't have any evidence to that effect. But considering the fact that quite a few buildings in this town are traced back to his corporation, well, we'd better find out. In the headquarters of GDH Enterprises, a very private phone on Harcourt's desk buzzes. Yes? Have you had the opportunity to read the newspaper today, Mr. Harcourt? Another one of your buildings is on the front page. Exactly as you predicted. Now... I don't know how you are doing this or why, but I do know that you have a price. Now, what is it? Hard as it may be for your materialistic little mind to grasp, Mr. Harcourt, I don't want money. I want you to shut down the Eastern chemical plant. Ecological blackmail? That's absurd. You will shut down your operations at the plant immediately. Cancel any and all shipments you plan to make of the EF-11 pesticide and destroy the EF-11 formula or I will destroy you. Now, you listen to me. I didn't build an empire heeding threats from people like you, whoever you are. Well then, 
prepared to see that empire crumble, Mr. Harcourt. My name, by the way, is Formicida. A well-dressed man telephones the IADC, not noticing the ant upon his shirt. Diana Prince. Diana, this is Dr. Douglas Radcliffe. We met last year at the Western Securities and Science Conference. Radcliffe? Uh, oh, right, the chemist. Listen, I'm being followed. I know who's responsible for those buildings caving in. You do? How? I can't talk right now. Just meet me outside the old warehouse on Jefferson and 55th Street at 6.30. No one will be around then. I'll tell you everything. But please, Diana, just be there. Shortly after Radcliffe leaves the location he made the call from, two men drive up and look around as if expecting to find someone. One of them reports in to their employer. I'm afraid we lost them. You may have lost him, but I just heard from another one of my employees. Doug intends to meet someone later. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going to meet us too. That evening... Diana? Diana? In here, Doug. Doug follows the voice into the building, but it was Formicida impersonating Diana. He is quickly attacked by Kali and Aldo. They chase him through the warehouse, but Doug is able to elude them through a life-and-death game of hide-and-seek. You check back in there. Thinking he has a chance to escape the building, Doug recklessly runs for a door, only to be tackled by Aldo. Okay, boys, the fun's over. No, Wonder Woman, it's just begun. Dr. Radcliffe and I have an appointment. Wonder Woman reaches for the belligerent accoster, but Formicida grabs her arm and throws her aside with ease. While the two inhumanly strong combatants engage, Kali and Aldo again pursue Dr. Radcliffe into the bowels of the warehouse. With Wonder Woman temporarily stunned, Formicida commands her ants to weaken the platform that Radcliffe is on, and he follows a story to the warehouse floor, where he's quickly apprehended. By the time Wonder Woman has recovered, the three villains have escaped with their hostage. Bruised and battered, Radcliffe awakens on the couch of a suburban home. Formicida is there, but looks quite different, more mousy than formidable. It would be easy to think she was a completely different woman. Hello, dog. How's your head? The least you could do is tell that goon squad of yours to take it easy on me, especially that witch. What rock did you find her under? Would you, uh, would you like something to drink? Stop simpering. I know you were the one sabotaging Harcourt's buildings, and that's why I'm here, isn't it? I couldn't let you tell anyone, dog. Huh. You know, Irene, you should just cut the charming hostess routine, because it hardly becomes a jailkeeper. You should never have sold my pesticides to GDH Enterprises. Our pesticide, Irene. I worked on it too, you know. It was wrong. I needed the money. I offered you half. You wouldn't take that or any of the credit either. It wasn't the money that made it wrong. You know, most people do what they have to do and then get on with it. You've never learned how to do that, have you, Irene? Wives are at stake, dog. You know, Irene, I'm, I'm really sorry for make, making you go through all that. I don't hold anything against you, dog. You don't? No, not really. You know, I believe that. You've always been a decent person. And I'm really sorry I was putting down what you're trying to do. If you let me, I would really like to... 
to help you. I don't believe it. Well, it's, it's true. It really is. We've worked together once. We can work together again. Let's clear this whole thing up together, okay? Oh, cut it out. Oh, come on. Just stop it. Collie, Collie, take him downstairs. This is... I've learned a few things, Doug. I may still be a simpering weakling, but I've learned that there are ways to take care of users like you. You're in a lot more trouble than you think, Irene. I've already made contact with an IADC agent. It's just a matter of time before they blew your little crusade wide open. I know who you're meeting. Her name is Diana Prince. Collie, take him. This is a kidnapping, Irene. Don't make it worse on yourself. Irene! Irene! That night at IADC headquarters... Radcliffe Douglas Emery holds a doctorate in biochemistry from Ohio. That's one. Ira, I'm looking for any connection between him and GDH Enterprises. Oh. Did you say something else? No, I was just yawning, Ira. It's because it's late, not because I'm bored. Perhaps you would like to hear a joke? No, no. Thanks anyway. Uh, just the information on Radcliffe. Six months ago, GDH Enterprises purchased a formula from Dr. Douglas Radcliffe. A pesticide? Ten to one, he's talking about the pesticide Harcourt's going to start marketing tomorrow. It's called EF11. Have you seen this paper? And ten to one, whoever it is, uh, making our disaster areas out of Harcourt's buildings is also responsible for Doug's kidnapping. Doug's kidnapping? Yeah. I went to meet him, and um, he was abducted in front of my very eyes by, well, uh, this tube has the only clue I could find. Ants? They literally chewed their way through the solid flooring in an isolated area, like they were being controlled or something. Ira, scan these and give a quick readout. You know, what you're saying would sound a lot more incredible if we hadn't just been talking about pesticides. My thoughts exactly. Identification of biological life form input completed. Phylum, Anthropoda, class, Insecta, order, Hymenoptera, family, Formididae. Okay, in plain English, please. Specimens are carpenter ants, well known for their ability to tunnel through wood. Ants? One more thing. Ira, would you please cross-index Radcliffe and or GDH Enterprises with anyone in the scientific community specializing in ants. And give her the readout tomorrow. Do you realize how late it is? Look at the time. <laughs> now I do. No wonder I was yawning. Tomorrow, Ira, and sweet dreams. I wonder what Ira would dream about. <laughs> I shudder to think. Good night, Rover. A small roving computer module such as yourself could be of special value in this investigation. Are you ready for programming? Prepare circuits B4 through CF2 for programming. Success achieved again. Inside Harcourt's mansion, he is awoken when his bedside telephone rings. Hello. 
You have failed to shut down the Eastern Chemical Plant today, Mr. Harcourt. Phone calls in the middle of the night. You're cheapening your act for Miss Cedar. So it looks like tomorrow I'm going to have to hit a little closer to home. Sorry, but I'm not frightened. Yet, just like you haven't destroyed the EF-11 formula yet. The next morning at GDH Enterprises Global Headquarters. The extra security guards arrived half an hour ago and have been briefed, as have the staff. Should she appear, we'll have her, Mr. Harcourt. Good. And the Easton plant called. They're sending over some classified material. That's fine. That's fine. Meanwhile, in a car outside the building, Formicida orders Harcourt's Easton plant courier a disguised collie. Place this in the inner office. After it's delivered, I'd advise leaving the building quickly. In the building, a security station with several armed guards has been set up before anybody can take the elevators to the upper floors. Oh, yes, he's expecting your package. You may go right up. Collie enters an elevator as Diana Prince approaches the desk. Hi. May I help you? I'd like to see Mr. Harcourt, please. Mr. Harcourt has no appointments this morning. Oh, well, see, he's not really expecting me at a certain time. I called, but... You called? Yes, I told him I'd be here. You see, I'm sure that Mr. Harcourt will want to talk to me when he finds out who I am. Gods. As the guards close in, Diana bolts down a side corridor. Stop her! On the executive floor... Here's the package from the Easton plant, Mr. Harcourt. Your eyes only. And sir, we just got a warning from the lobby. She's in the building. It appears so. Collie rejoins Formicida as she begins commanding the ants that were just delivered to Harcourt. Inside, Diana has been cornered. Rather than fight off the three guards, she surrenders peacefully. Now that it has been established that Diana is not Formicida, Harcourt meets her outside his office. Gods, you may leave us. What are you running here? A business or an army? I would prefer to keep this entire affair away from the press. But if you fail to cooperate, I warn you, I have the power to have you locked up for the rest of your life. Mr. Harcourt, you've made some mistake. And I will not be trifled with by backwards-thinking fanatics. If your guards would give me my purse, I will show you my ID. You do not want ski results. You clamor against nuclear power, and you rail against all progress in the name of ecology. Did you hear that? And now, with the world on the edge of starvation, you would deprive it of the one pesticide that would ensure continued food supply. Well, I... The rumbling that Diana had heard finally catches his attention. What's that? It's coming from your office. What is happening? Harcourt and Diana burst into his office to find that all of the furnishing and decorations, anything that was wood, has been reduced to dust. My Louis Couture's table, my 19th century walnut desk, what in the world? Ants. Ants, Mr. Harcourt. Ants. Back at IADC, Collie has tied up a guard and stolen his uniform. Hey, relax. Take a little break on company time. 
unobtrusive in his disguise, Kali dumps a large vial of ants into one of the building's vents, and then once again rejoins Promisida in her car. They're in. And so are we. Inside the IADC. It was amazing, Steve. Those ants seemed to be programmed to destroy Harcourt's office. Harcourt was frightened enough to admit to me that someone was trying to make him close the Easton plant. But not frightened enough to comply? Right. Which means that whoever is behind this will undoubtedly try something else. He or she is apparently determined to stop Harcourt from marketing the pesticide. Here comes our man. This must be from Ira. The information you asked for last night, let's see. Hmm. Dr. Irene Janis worked closely with Radcliffe in developing the EF11 formula. She's an entomologist with an intense interest in ants. Photo look familiar? No, this is not the woman I saw when Doug was kidnapped. In the light of her former relationship to him and her interest in ants, I think maybe we better go visiting. Got her address right here. What's wrong with him? Steve, Steve, take a look at this. Ants. You don't suppose that... Well, I've heard of places being bugged before, but this is ridiculous. Steve, how did he know that they were there? Our ever-faithful computer, Ira. Ira told me this morning that he programmed the rover to respond and even generate electronic patterns emitted by ants. You mean that he can communicate with them? In crude fashion, yes. Well, in that case, little buddy, we are about to take a trip. The ants have been relaying the entire conversation to Formicida. It seems that good Dr. Janice is going to have company. In the ruins of Harcourt's office. Mr. Harcourt, you've got to look at the latest analysis report on EF-11. We've been testing it on laboratory animals. I, I'm going out to the eastern plant. It has the potential of being more than a hundred times as toxic as DDT, Mr. Harcourt. Countries intending to buy EF-11 will be using a minimum of three pounds per acre, roughly the equivalent of 300 pounds of DDT. It's supposed to be powerful. No, but you see, when it combines with water and specific pollutants, it becomes toxic, not just to insects, but to wildlife, and eventually to humans. The tests prove it. Then redo the tests. What? Redo the tests. Diana walks and Rover rolls up the driveway to Dr. Janice's house. Diana sees Collie pretending to trim a bush as he keeps lookout, just not in her direction. Rover, can you tell me? Rover! The wheeled drone has wandered off and found an entrance to the house that's just his size. Diana goes looking for him. Rover! Diana follows the sound of music to a piano being played on a patio. Without looking away from her recital, Dr. Janice says, I'll be with you in a moment, Diana. Oh, it's all right, Dr. Janice. Chopin is one of my favorites. It's not often that I have an audience. Oh. Doesn't Dr. Radcliffe like music? I know he's here, Doctor. I'm not certain why or how, but I know that you kidnapped him, just like I know that you're the one making the threats on Harcourt's pesticide plants. I'm afraid you're going to regret your involvement in all this, Diana. 
the IADC is involved, not just me, and they know I'm here. We Crusaders are a dangerous lot, Aldo. Right here. At the entrance to Easton Chemical. No one is to enter these gates today, do you hear? No one. Let's go. Diana and Doug are being tied to chairs within Dr. Genesis' private laboratory. I can almost hear the questions going round and round in your respective heads. How can a plain, passive, mousy little person like her expect to make GDH Enterprises knuckle under? Well, here, ladies and gentlemen, here's your answer. A hormonal formula I developed from my and friends themselves. Dr. Janice drinks the crimson liquid. Her skin darkens. Her jaw and brow extend, and her hair curls from its normal straight state. Being so weak and shy is what interested me in ants in the first place. This potion helps me unlock those latent and natural abilities in myself, which coincide with those of ants. I'm an optera for Missy They're everything I'm not. Social, well-organized, purposeful and strong, did you know an ant can lift over 50 times its body weight? What's the matter, Doug? I'm still not your type? What a shame. Why haven't you put this discovery to good use instead of- I am putting it to good use. Go on, Doug. Tell them what I'm doing. What's she talking about? The EF11 pesticide formula. I sold it too soon. What he sold Harcourt was an incomplete formula. Incomplete because in its present form, EF11, when saturated with ordinary water and exposed to airborne sulfate, becomes a deadly poison. Our tests weren't really conclusive. Not when you sold out your Harcourt for over a million dollars worth of nightlife, they weren't. But mine were two months later. Within four years, EF11 will seep into the food chain of those countries using it and cause irreversible damage. It'll make DDT look like nothing. Harcourt starts marketing it today. I'll help you stop him. I found out the surest way to see that something doesn't get done is to trust it to government bureaucrats. Kali, Aldo? No! I've made other plans. Goodbye. She hands two containers of ants to the men before putting two more on the floor and opening them. At the exit, she pauses and concentrates, giving mental commands to the freed ants. They're flesh eaters. Doug, I want you to untie my hands and I'll get us both out of this. There's no way. I can't reach you. Move the chair over. Well, that's not going to help for very long. Come on, just do it. Wait. Rover? Rover, the ants! Tell them to stop! Can you? Rover beeps his ascent and gives the ants a command to return to the containers they'd been released from. Cavalry in computer form? Don't knock it. I'm not, I'm not. There you go. He's managed to untie Diana's hands so she, in turn, can release him. There you go. Ah, Rover, I love you. Call Steve Trevor at the IADC and tell him what's happened here. Tell him to see that the Easton plant is evacuated immediately, because I'm sure that's where they went. 
You know, there were ants in those things her man carried out of here. She must intend to destroy the plant like she did those buildings. Hey, what about you? You going to be okay? Yeah, I'll be all right. I've, uh, I've got the cavalry on my side, remember? Inside Easton Chemical. We're just about ready to start pumping the mixture into the tanks at the loading dock. Good. Good. At a back gate to Easton Chemical, Formicida tears a chain apart with their bare hands, allowing Kali and Aldo to drive their car through. Back inside, Harcourt receives news. Mr. Harcourt, the plant manager just got a call, sir, from the IADC, ordering us to evacuate the plant. Probably just another prank call. No, sir. He said that Steve Trevor told him- It was just another prank call. Yes, sir. Outside, Kali and Aldo return to their leader. All set. Good. The few hundred ants that you placed inside will muster a force of ten million. So why do you have to go in? Can't you signal the ants from out here? Destroying the building isn't enough. I've got to neutralize the pesticides that he's already manufactured. If it spills, it will poison everything within miles. She rushes to a back door of the main building, pausing to give the ants their order to begin. From another direction, Rover approaches with its companion, now dressed in her world-famous red, white, blue, and gold costume. Come on, Rover. We've got to save the plant. She picks Rover up in one arm and leaps over the barbed wire-topped fence. Okay, little buddy. Do your stuff. Inside the plant, the ants have begun their destructive work, while Formicida rushes to where she needs to be to turn the dangerous poison inert. Outside, Rover and Wonder Woman find the empty ant canisters near where Formicida had entered the building. Rover, do you think you can find those ants and tell them to stop like you did at the house? All right. You sure? All right. Now I want you to hurry and be careful. Wonder Woman jumps up a story onto a beam. She rushes off across the chemical tank. Inside, Formicida has made her way to one of the upper levels of the plant. She overlooks three men at a control station. Hey, nobody's supposed to be in here. She jumps down the three levels to them. Her safe landing scares the men away. Wonder Woman finds Harcourt and his chief chemist at another control center. Are you going to tell me that you have not received orders to evacuate this building? I will not be harassed into abandoning my endeavors by you, the IADC, or anyone else. Harassed? This whole building is about to come down, Mr. Harcourt. You can feel the tremors already. Now stop your operations and evacuate. That sound! Diana Prince has proof that the pesticide you're about to market is toxic. Do you really want manslaughter on your conscience? Have the people clear the building. Harcourt nods and gestures for Akaburi to sound the alarm. He does so and the two men head for the exit. Wonder Woman rushes a different direction, on the lookout for Fremisida. Deep within the ventilation system of Easton Chemical, Rover beeps and gives the local ants the command to stop their destructive work. Formicida is using her considerable strength to turn the high-pressure valves needed to counter EF-11, but starts to struggle. She realizes that the chemical which provides her the inhuman strength she needs is wearing off. 
Still, she keeps at it to the best of her rapidly weakening ability. Water Woman at last finds the intruder, but now it is Dr. Janice struggling with the handle. Come on, you've got to get out of here. No, the pesticide has to be neutralized. Help me, please. Help me, help me. Let me. The pressure that the lever is under is no match for the Amazon's strength. Janice checks the control panel. 2,000. The temperature of the mixture has to reach 2,000. Wonder Woman turns the handle even further and the temperature continues to climb. Come on, come on. We did it. Come on. No, no, no. It's too late. We'll never get out. Never. Hidden help happens, though, as Rover has moved to a different section of the plant and again sent out the command for the ants to stop chewing through whatever wood they could find. The trembling starts to subside. While still highly damaged, the plant is no longer being further threatened. What happened? I believe it's the cavalry, Dr. Janice. Wonder Woman escorts the eco-terrorist outside to waiting authorities. Kali and Aldo have been captured. Steve Trevor is there with Dr. Radcliffe. Rini, you're safe. And you're Rini again. Sorry to disappoint you. No, look, I'm sorry for everything I did to you. You had to become that creature for the things that I did. I'm responsible for everything. Save it for the judge, doctor. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe the court will assign you a woman. I'm the one who's responsible for this and the buildings. And for her, I intend to face up to everything. Wonder Woman, but do you think after I do that maybe you'll help me start over? Well, this lasso can make you forget how you created Formosada, if that's what you want. It certainly is. You know, I can't figure out why that building is still standing. I'll show you. Wonder Woman and Steve arrive at the vent Rover originally entered through just in time for his exit. He beeps excitedly. He talked the ants out of it? Well, Diana always said he has a way with words. The Unpracticed Disorganized Acting Company podcast is a Podcascadia production. Copyright 2021, Jeff Pollier. This episode was recorded the 17th of January, 2021. Our cast this episode was Alex as Harcourt and Gujarati, Angela as Doug Radcliffe and Akaburi, Catherine as Dr. Janice, Formicida and Tess, Ellen as Steve Trevor and Kobe, Gina as Reed and Collie. Lisette as Diana Prince, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, and Rob as Irak and Aldo. I, Jeff, was your narrator. Wonder Woman, for Misida, was written by Catherine Powers and originally aired 3rd November 1978. The story was adapted for audio by Jeff Pollier. Wonder Woman and all related elements are the intellectual property of DC Comics. The unpracticed, disorganized acting company performs for the enjoyment of it and is not profiting in money, goods, or services from this presentation. Our theme music this episode is Death and Axes by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, 
licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Some sound effects from Zapsplat.com. To learn more about the Unpracticed Disorganized Acting Company, look for us on Facebook or go to podcastcadia.com. There you can learn about upcoming projects and how you can also participate.